0: Transcription
2: just at all now, not at all. It comes from China.
3: Time, from what I understand, that's the <laughs> not really. What's it's it almost called? over? <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> the China virus remix. So that's a uh, China, China. One of the many fantastic coronavirus-related tunes that are out
4: there today. But of course, you must, as Billy Idol suggested many years ago, be dancing by yourself so you don't speak moistly onto others. Do not or pant whilst dancing, um, hurling your sweat around like in that eighties movie. What was the movie with the dancing steelworker girl? Flash dance? That's it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> a girl made me watch it once. Several times. You don't have a poster on your wall. Um not uh, how I went went for his Halloween several years in a row. <laughs>
3: so um that's hilarious. Um, uh, Bernie said something, Hanson says, so should we hear a little clip of Bernie's speech since he dropped out like an hour ago, and we want to hear what he has to say. Well, he's been making the
4: same damn speech since <laughs> 1972. Right. Uh, if he uh, mentions be 1%. Millionaires and billionaires! Let's hear what Bernie has to say.
6: I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth, and that is that we are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden, And the path toward victory is virtually impossible. So while we are winning the ideological battle, and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country, I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. There you go. So today, I am announcing the suspension of my campaign.
3: He goes on to say that the current coronavirus is uh, proof that our national health care system is uh, flawed and we need to go to single-payer and blah, blah, blah.
5: Yeah,
4: because they're doing great in those countries. But, but uh,
5: looking forward, I, he made this point. I think this is, this is interesting. I've, heard, I've, seen, I've already seen people tweeting about uh, the impacts of this.
6: On a practical note, let me also say this. I will stay on the ballot in all remaining states and continue to gather delegates while Vice President Biden will be the nominee. We must continue working to assemble as many delegates as possible at the Democratic Convention where we will be able to exert significant influence over the party platform and other functions.
5: Well, that's interesting. So specifically, he needs 25% of the delegate count, to, uh, which is the threshold for him to be able to challenge existing rules. At the DNC, if he falls short of that, I guess there's he he's not able to kind of say, hey, we should change things to do it this way. I would like to have a rule where we don't have a nominee who's out of their mind. (laughs) (laughs) For example, for example. So old, they don't know where they are. So, so that 25% delegate threshold, I think, is what he's shooting for, so then he can exert
4: influence on the party. So. Yeah. so the rest of Biden's campaign, then, is going to be, listen, vote for me, would you? Otherwise, Bernie's going to be a pain in the ass yeah. at the convention. Well, Bernie, Bernard Sanders.
3: Bernie's a smart guy. Uh, he's got to realize that... There's all kinds of things that could happen with the Joe Biden deal, not to mention with the economy and the coronavirus and everything else. But there's there's a lot of wild cards out there. So to completely, you know, get out would just be a mistake. And so that's what he's doing. He's still keeping a toe in the water that if if enough if enough things broke the right direction, he could still be the nominee in his mind. I don't think it would be him. I think if for some reason Biden, Biden can't make it to the finish line, there's. There's a Gavin Newsom, there's a, there's a Governor Cuomo, there are other options. But, yeah, for him to keep Hillary. the door open, Hil- Hillary, oh, geez. I keep forgetting that. I can't believe I said that.
4: <laughs> well, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> How dare you? The uh, Carol Baskin of politics, Hillary Clinton. Um, I could see a scenario where the, uh, the Democratic heavyweights get together in some uh, hotel room, socially distancing, keeping their masks on, of course, so they don't speak moistly on each other, and, uh, and, and have Gavin and, and Cuomo uh, briefly go back and forth on why they think they ought to be the guy, and if a clear consensus doesn't emerge in that like 20-minute, maybe an hour-long meeting, then they flip a coin. Whoever wins the coin flip is the uh, the presidential nominee. Whoever doesn't is the veep. And they go to war with that in November instead of a clearly addled Joe Biden or an ancient communist crackpot. Do you think they're
3: feeding Biden ginkgo biloba and shark fin oil and just, <laughs> just nonstop vitamin B12 just all day long?
4: Yeah, massaging
3: his head. They're trying everything.
4: (laughs) Got a got a 20 cc. Ginseng drip going twenty four seven. Right, trying to revitalize his noggin. I, I don't know. Try I, head on. Rub some head on on his forehead. <laughs> can't can't hurt. I listen. <laughs> I I don't dislike Joe Biden. I, I don't like his policies, but I don't know what his policies are. He's a typical politician. He says whatever he needs to say. I think he's a nice old fella. Um, but I really think his mind is going on him. And fairly and no quickly.
6: Say crocker-crocker. going to
4: How can you argue against that
2: platform? Oh,
6: God, hey, that's funny. That is,
4: that is only slightly less coherent than that whole bizarre, ever since the Civil War, our 16, well, the 17 back in the... Right. The curve is a... Uh, the, the democracy is, yeah, that was just, that was not good. You would, seriously, you would take granddad to see his doctor if he said stuff oh, like Joe God. Biden said recently. Oh, I'd be horrified. And that's on TV appearances, which you'd think are crafted and prepped for, and his, his, his advisors are telling him, all right, we really want to hit these three key points, that sort of thing. And he, And he gets on, and he sounds like somebody with a neurological condition.
3: So here's what Trump has tweeted. Bernie Sanders is out. Thank you to Elizabeth Warren. If not for her, Bernie would have won almost every state on Super Tuesday. This ended just like the Democrats and the DNC wanted. Same as the crooked Hillary Hillary fiasco. The Bernie people should come to the Republican Party. Trade! And then after Bernie spoke, he tweeted, Wow, Bernie is unwilling to give up his delegates and wants more of them? What's that all about?
4: (coughs) Ah... Yeah, well, obviously Trump is trolling the Democrats, trying to whip up as much angst as he possibly can, and and I wish him well in that endeavor. Mm. We have a lot of good tape that and, we haven't played. Yeah, we have, and then
3: finally I got to pay this off. Speaking of oh, Ber- yeah. Bernie's out, so is Carol Baskin, the uh, probably a uh, uh, murderous uh, tiger owner Carol Baskin from Tiger King said she will not be in the reunion show, which is going to be called I mean, Tig- Tiger King: Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. Is this the on the reunion advice of her show?
4: This is almost guaranteed to be horrible. Well, oh, this extra the, only people yeah. who, the only people who show up are going to be all the losers who need the money for meth. Well, that's a lot of people. Just the losers I mean, are going to show up.
5: You'll have one arm. <laughs> you'll have no legs. You'll have weird kind of uh, hippie long hair guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, No legs. No legs is not a tweak. He's the, I,
3: no, he's the most normal person in the whole show. He yeah. lost both of his legs in a skydiving accident, but he's the most normal
4: person there. Although I still think the campaign manager is the most. Oh normal. yeah, 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 yeah. But the, yeah, the person was although there, the if, I was pun- gonna, if I was going to, if I was going to trust one person to babysit my children when they were young, it would be the drug kingpin, <laughs> which says something about the rest of the cast of the show. But no, Carol Baskin's not going to be there, and freaking Joe Exotic might be on the phone from his prison cell. But so that's it. Joe Exotic can't be there; he's in
3: prison. Uh, Carol Baskin won't be in it. Joe's husband, Dylan Passage, so one of his husbands killed themselves. Is this Toothless, or does he end no, up? No, this is another. Toothless has moved on to a woman. Yeah. Right, he got her pregnant, the secretary or whatever, right. and decided he's straight or was straight all along. And Well, so- he, he only went gay for meth and tigers. So is this Dylan Passage, is that like 18-year-old? Yeah. Oh, man, because yeah. I haven't watched the last episode, so he ends up marrying that poor kid. God dang it. To parents, r- raise your kids to where they feel like they've got somebody that cares about them so they don't go out
4: into the world looking for anyone to show them that. Is Doc Antel the uh, the fat sex tiger cult leader going to be in it? God, that guy. He's definitely the smartest guy in the show. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: He's evil, but he's uh, super smart. Yeah, Carol and, Baskin's uh, pretty let's, smart let's hear too. him out.
5: Let's hear him out. He's got he's got a nice little collection of women over there. Yeah, I don't think he's <laughs> crazy at all. I think he's
3: he's got the same desires as uh, as, as many criminals. He wants sex and money
5: and power, and uh, he knows exactly what he's doing. He said he, he has been flooded with applications to come join his ranch lifestyle wow. since this thing wow. started. By attractive, lonely women
3: whose uh, parents didn't let them know they're loved. Uh, Pretty much. He did. didn't
5: mention that, but I think that's safe
4: to assume. As he edited that part out of the news release. Nah, <laughs> I figure they probably will flock to me anyway. I'll leave that part out.
3: They should. I, maybe this study has already been done. What people? What percentage of people who end up in a cult
4: uh, had parents that uh, cared about them or, or at all? Right. Who had present parents, and if present, non-abusive. I I, yeah. I think the numbers would be overwhelming. God dang it! That's that's when the show turns so sad to me. Is just it
3: just it's exploiting the the saddest most vulnerable people out there is what's going on there,
4: which happens all the time. I mean that's just uh. <sighs> and and honestly, to be a uh, member slash worker at a twelve hour day working tiger sex cult is one of the least horrible examples of that sort of thing I've seen. I mean the people all seem to be healthy and well fed and. You know, they had a job, they had a Someone, purpose, they had tigers. You might leave,
5: you might retire with fewer limbs than you started with. Yeah, it was a little expired meat pizza, but amongst friends. <laughs>
3: no, I'm, t- I'm talking, no, 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 no.
4: I'm talking about Doc Antle's uh, tiger sex cult, Oh, right, Jungle, right. Jungle Kingdom, as opposed to Joe Exotic's meth-fed arm-chewed-off uh, <laughs> sex cult. Temporarily gay animal kingdom. Oh yeah, so the the
3: women you're you're working, you're spending a lot of hours, not making a lot of money feeding tigers. You got to have sex with that repulsive dude. But yeah, you know, that's 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 the end of the awfulness.
4: I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. God, the whole thing. Uh, uh, you're straight, but a guy says, "Listen, I can get you some meth, and you can pet some tigers." Well, all right. <laughs> Let's not only have a brief relationship, oh. let's have a long-term relationship. No, 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 no. Let's get married. You got the tigers and the meth. Heck, <laughs> heck I'll, How can I say no? Heck, I'll be on camera tongue kissing you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get your name tattooed on my groin.
5: Oh. Property of Joe Exotic is what he had
4: tattooed on his groin.
5: Is that right the guy on the groin. Was that the guy that shot himself? No, or the one-tooth guy? I think
4: that was toothless. Yeah, Yeah, and Toothless later got that tattoo covered up, too. Badly. (laughs) I mean, really badly. That was terrible. You haven't seen that episode yet, huh? No, I haven't. Yeah, boy. Let me just tell you this. If you anybody who sees the scene of him having his groin tattoo covered will rethink the whole concept of groin tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is not
3: enjoying that experience a bit. See, that's a lesson for everyone. It's practically an after school special. It's
5: just a good, good <laughs> tip for the kids right there.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Back in the year of one and nine, when the world seemed just fine, normal people broke the line till COVID came along. Bread in the heart of Kuwait Chu, don't worry bro, it's just the blue, just leave it up, it won't kill you, Jinping cannot be wrong. China. To our face, China, they will define us it's inconsequential to the human race. Don't go outside, don't panic by, don't attempt to crash your economy. Don't accuse the times of spreading lies. Every word is true. More importantly, is your terminology in line with current policy would hate to offend now, wouldn't we? Oh would blindly believe the who China, they make the sign-up Clothes and jewelry, that much is true China, they make you
4: buy us Goods and services, but not the flu <laughs> <laughs> This goes on <laughs> The uh, the lyrics are helpfully provided on the video because some of them are tough to get It's actually very, very clever China, And a, Yeah, you can fade it China, It's uh, China, Sandin, JJ, whenever you blame them for it, was that line, essentially. It's very funny and some really good commentary. Uh, I think we have those videos posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Is that right? Came across a number of uh, COVID and China-related songs, most of which are stupid um, and not funny. Uh, so I mean, was really
5: not prepared for the renaissance of comedy slash parody music that would come out of the coronavirus uh, and, whole and again, epidemic. M-
4: most of it is bad. True. A lot of people have sent this. Hey guys, you got to see this. Hilarious. It's barely mildly amusing. There are some <laughs> that are very funny, um, and and we have them at ArmstrongEggety dot com, and I'll keep looking for them. And listen, if if you are a, if you are a tough laugh, okay. You have a fairly sophisticated humor palette. Feel free to email a link to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you're the sort of uh, person who guffaws at anything like you're four years old, don't send it. Anyway, uh, you can email us anytime you want, mailbag at com. So the Pope, oh, he's a fine fellow, isn't he, Pope Francis? He said the coronavirus pandemic is one of nature's responses to humans ignoring the current ecological crisis. He think it he thinks it may be punishment for global warming, warming, not global warming, warning, warning. There's warming. In an email uh, published Wednesday, the pontiff said the outbreak offered an opportunity to slow down the rate of production and consumption and learn to understand and contemplate the natural world. We did not respond to the partial catastrophes. Who now speaks of the fires in Australia? Or remember that 18 months ago, a boat could cross the North Pole because the glaciers had all melted. Who speaks now of the floods? I don't know if these are the revenge of nature, but they are certainly nature's responses. The Chinese bad-eaten, coughing commie death, Mr. Pope, sir, is not a a, a punishment for global warming. All right, It's a bunch of people who, who don't Practice normal hygiene in a communist regime that is utterly dishonest and irresponsible with a, a outbreak of a terrible disease. Just get back to to poping and praying and the rest of it. We do, we really don't need your help. People are going to look back, back to, on this. He's a crackpot. Get back to poping. Yeah, well, and, and he's he's bitching about the homeless and and the rest of it that the uh, hotels are empty, but the homeless are on the streets. Well, you open a hotel. you got lots of room in the Vatican, Mr. Pope. Good Where one. are the bums and junkies in the Vatican? Good one. It's an enormous complex.
3: Well, wait a second. Are you telling me there are reasons that it would be it would just wouldn't be that workable? Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why it wouldn't be that workable for your hotel either. Um, uh, I do have some good advice. I got this from the New York Times on how to look better on camera for your Zoom meetings and your fate time and everything like
4: that. These are actually good tips. Sunglasses always help. You don't look as hungover what? or sleepy or old. I think you're going to look... Or all little,
3: three. I think you're going to look a little Hollywood if you show up to your Zoom meeting in sunglasses. But these are some good tips.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: At the Ocean Park Zoo in Hong Kong... The giant pandas who live there are mating naturally for the first time in a decade. Turns out all they needed to get in the mood was not having thousands of people pointing at them and taking pictures all day.
6: No (laughs) one help.
4: Performance anxiety. The biggest
3: uh, news of the day politically is Bernie has gotten out of the race, although he is going to leave his name on the ballot and is, I guess, encouraging people to vote for him so he can continue to acquire delegates. So he'll have some power at the convention. I think he is not saying out loud, but he uh, thinks there's a chance Biden stumbles so bad nobody wants him as the nominee. So, Which is certainly a possibility. Not politically, but neurologically, I think, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, one one would lead to the other, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, It seems like I had some other important stuff before I get to this frivolous thing. USA Today's got a headline. Some people are having difficulty in... Uh, behaving themselves in terms of eating during this. Oh, really? Yeah, thank you for that. I you feel bad do. for those people. <laughs> that must be terrible. I went to, uh, through the McDonald's drive-thru day before yesterday. Big Mac, small fries, freaking delicious. I'm telling you, delicious. God, that's good.
4: I just me... had a conversation with the wife that the wine is flowing a bit freely around here, and uh, it has calories. Oh, so it's
3: not uh, the uh, the inebriant effect that is worrying you. It is the uh, number of calories.
4: Oh, yeah. It's easy to gain a lot of weight by, uh, you know, just having a couple too many glasses. You spread we'll them up. out. You spread them out over the evening. You're not drunk. You just, every one of them's 125 calories. And, uh, you know, it adds
3: up. I remember thinking that when I used to have, like, a big drink at night. And I'd think, that's the same calories, like, if I sat down and ate, like, nine candy bars. Sure. So I would never do that.
4: Half a pie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Who'd eat a half a pie? Why would I leave the other half? Um, how to look good on camera, according to Tom Ford, who is everything fashion. He told Maureen Dowd in the New York Times how to look good on camera. A lot of people are struggling with this, with their Zoom meetings, their FaceTimes. I look particularly bad because I have a, a bulbous red nose, and there's something about the camera that like really exacerbates that, and it's just bright, bright red. But anyway, for everyone else... This is what Tom Ford says you should do. Put the computer up on a stack of books so the camera is slightly higher than your head. Oh, yeah, pro tip. Say about the top of your head and then point it down into your dreamy eyes. Uh, no, I have mine below going up my nostrils.
5: <laughs> to get a good look. look.
3: Yeah, everybody looks... This is something that us normal people don't ever worry about or I don't ever think about because I don't really care. But um, on Comedians in Car with, with Coffee, they had they they have a camera in the car. And I remember when Alec Baldwin, who has at various times been the sexiest man in America and knows all about camera angles, he got into Jerry Seinfeld's car where they've got the camera and he said, I have a feeling I'm about to enter the world of the unflattering camera angle. So anybody, even somebody as handsome as him feels he's got, you know, a good look and a bad look, depending on where the camera is. Which I thought was interesting.
4: Well, one of the positives of my daughter being home from college for this prolonged absence from classes is that she has really tutored my wife in the art of the selfie. Mm. And has really corrected her technique and everything. And No, 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 Mom. No, no, no. Here. From this angle, there you go. Tilt your head. There we go. Click. Is she making the duck lips and everything? (laughs) Not so much. No. Arch, arching her back, the whole thing.
3: Oh, boy. So you put the computer up on a stack of books so it's sli- looking a little slightly down into you. Then you take a tall lamp.
4: and set You know, it- i got to point out right there. Uh, you know, if you ever feel like people are looking down at you, at least you look good. You and, know? Yeah, better angle. You <laughs> right, looking down on angle. me is a good angle for me. Right. It um, makes you look better.
3: <laughs> then you take a tall lamp and set it next to the computer on the side of your face that you feel is best. I, mm. I don't know that, but maybe you do. The, the lamp, back of my head, the, lamp, the side of my face. The the lamp should be in line with and slightly behind the computer so that the light falls nicely on your face. Well, wouldn't we all like the light to fall nicely on our face? Uh, then you put a piece of white paper or a white tablecloth on the table that you're sitting at. You make sure it can't be seen in the frame, and that will give you a bit of a, it says here, it will give you a bit of fill and bounce. Yes,
4: that's what I'm looking for. Fill and bounce. I don't know what that is. Fill and bounce in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's that little glow. That, like when they uh, take your picture for like a really serious portrait and they use those big, like, uh, what are those? Like mylar or whatever it is, reflecty things. Mm. Um, things. It's a similar idea. With the old fill and bounce. <laughs> and then
3: um, the final thing is uh, have lots of powder handy for your shiny spots, it says there. Yeah, not doing that you know, probably not going to do that. Yeah, a nice glowy lamp is not going to make you shine
4: that much anyway.
3: I don't know. Uh, why, why don't you? Why don't we just all take our best picture of us and hold it up to the camera? You don't need to see my mouth move, or I'll cut out the lips and do like a Conan O'Brien thing, just talk through the picture of myself. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Can I use a picture from yesteryear, please? Yeah. And if I'm <laughs> going to use a picture, why have it be 2020? There's nothing wrong with 2018 or. 2005. Exactly. I was me then. (laughs) Yeah, I was still me. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, Man, I'm looking at different newspaper headlines. People have different takes. I don't know if it's depending on the mood you want to go to, but talking about how many are dead when we crossed the 10,000 mark uh, in the United States, actually by quite a bit. Uh, We're now at, what, about 13,000 had our worst death day ever yesterday. But then other newspapers with the hopeful signs and how... In these areas, we may be past the worst of
4: it. I guess. Well, it's just- I think New York, that's gotten the worst of it, is uh, has peaked. I think, according to the projections that most people seem to be taking most seriously, they will begin uh, trending downward in terms of deaths soon. The governor pointed out that the number of new patients admitted to hospitals is trending downward.
3: And as we started the show, there's a lot of conversation in certain circles, and this is going to grow over coming days, weeks, months, years, decades, and perhaps centuries. This might leave that kind of a mark. Certainly economists will talk about it. Did we overreact in the way that we not only flattened the curve, but flattened the economy? Was that an overreaction? I don't know the answer to that. Um, And it'll be impossible to ever know how many people would have died Uh, If we hadn't gone to these extremes, that's just an unknowable number. But if it ends up being way short of, say, the 140,000 to 200,000 that they were talking about, if it ends up being way short of that, you're going to hear a lot of chatter about we went too far and all these people whose businesses are never coming back.
4: The family restaurant is never coming back uh, that that was too much. Yeah, well, even the liberal Washington Post is saying it's looking increasingly like uh, we're going to be way short of those projections. Um, And and as I recall, those projections were with full... Uh, Going into our COVID cocoons, right? It was going to be 100,000, 200,000 if we did all this stuff. Those were the good news numbers. Now, by Wednesday morning, why? That's today. The University of Washington model that a lot of people are predicting is now predicting a total of 60,400 U.S. deaths by August. Which would be the same as the flu three years ago. Right. Layered on top of the flu this year, but Yeah yeah it would just be a pretty bad flu year uh, uh, although again it's that 60,000 with all these extreme measures so what it would have been no, well, no without the extreme measures we don't know two no. times 10 times 50 times we don't know but i haven't heard anybody have you
3: say that projections the dire projections about the economy are or are, are overblown no. i haven't seen any of that no so the economy will be every bit as flattened and devastated as anybody predicted, but not the health.
4: Well, some of your epidemiologists Maybe. will say that's a win. That's a huge win. Maybe. You know, I'm, uh, I'm taking a look at the economic thing, and I've read uh, some you know learned articles and some think tank pieces and the rest of it, and I must admit, I, I can imagine cascading badness coming from this in ways oh, we didn't yeah. anticipate. I mean, you, you stop, you know, all those restaurants close, all those people are out of work, they stop getting haircuts, they stop buying sports gear, mm-hmm. they stop doing everything else and it just it, and it's a vortex of nasty. On the other hand, I can also picture um unanticipated positive things happening. Businesses surging forward, rehiring more people than expected, a government program works pretty successfully and uh, I just, I don't know. There's a huge, it actually reminds me of my favorite graph of COVID cases. The range of possible is so big, it's almost useless. And, and you know, I have so much faith in American ingenuity and our economy and our people and everything. I don't want to be Chief Dark Cloud. Uh, but I can picture a huge range of outcomes over the next year or two from the awe-inspiringly awe-inspiring, uh, not-so-bad to the just- Rhymes with spitty.
3: Yeah, well, I'm looking at this uh, headline, there's no consensus anymore. The equity strategy team at Bank of America Global Research, who make their money by being right about this stuff and, and guessing, said there's a recent spike in dispersion among earnings estimates as a sign of how broad the expected range of outcomes has become. In other words, they're, they're all over the place, and they have no idea what's going to happen.
4: Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear I'm not alone. Mika Brzezinski!
3: of MSNBC knows what's happening every single death she can attribute.
6: Every minute the president speaks, somebody dies.
3: Uh, I was watching... 100% of people who eat pickles die. So I was going through the Twitter thread (laughs) last night after it was announced that John Prine, one of my all-time favorite musicians, died of the corona. And I was just going through some people I like and their comments and people were quoting lyrics and that sort of stuff, you know. Uh, But every fifth tweet would be a Trump killed John Prine. John Prine's body should be laid at Trump's feet. You know, that sort of stuff. Like, just Did reg- anybody mention Xi Jinping? Regularly through the thread. No. No, nobody did. Oh, God. Oh, boy. If, <laughs> boy. Yeah, if that's, if that's, Democracy can't work. If having that life view, um, blaming a person in the other party for everything, good or bad, is uh, the way you uh, you travel, I guess
4: good for you. Speaking of saying dumb stuff, can I hear that Dr. Phil clip, number 20?
2: If, if you'd spend 10 minutes a day where you actually spend time relaxing, and I don't mean chilling out and watching TV. I mean, for example, you tense your body up, every muscle in your body for 10 seconds, and then relax for 10 seconds. Then tense up for 10 seconds, relax for 10 seconds. You do that 10 times, twice a day, then that lets the tension flow out of your body, and the results last for up to eight hours.
4: What? Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Okay, so it's uh, relaxation exercises. All right, I'm
2: not sure I
3: could
4: tense up every muscle at once. Uh, All my toes,
3: all my fingers, my buttocks, my legs, my arms. Just
4: pretend you're part of a NASA G-Forces experiment. Ready? They're going to shoot the rocket sled now. Oh! Yeah, when I four five,
2: you're gonna have an aneurysm
3: if you do that. When I did the Blue Angels flight, and you had to like hold your blood in your brain so that you didn't pass out. Yeah, um, and yeah, that was kind of like tensing up all your muscles.
4: Is that how you're supposed to do it? You, you go,
3: kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound good to me. Keeps the blood from uh, flowing out of your head. Of course, you'd eaten Thai food before you went. On, well, that's a different. That's a different aspect of it. Yeah, you know, hey, it bring like, that up.
4: Yeah, really, that's just kicking a man. That's a kicking a friend. I don't know why you'd be doing that. I threw up volumes and volumes of Thai
3: food.
5: Why are you of, shaking your head? Of the cuisines to have a reversal on that seems like one of the worst ones. Really? I thought it was one of the better. I filled two bags with rice. I guess oh, okay, rice. I was thinking it was, it was I was picturing spicier cuisine and i feel like that would be the uh, a less enjoyable not that there's a good enjoyable reversal but
4: oh god yeah if you'd ordered like a, a noodle curry dish that would have been worse it wasn't the thai food it was
3: the drinking with it oh oh
4: you think?
3: <laughs> that's what did me in uh our text line is 415295kftc if you've got any um Reality of your life. How much longer can your business go without being open, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. How's teaching your kids to read at home, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong
6: and Getty Show.
3: So we're uh, we're winded, and we're running out of time in the show, so we got two clips here for you. One on what we were just talking about, um, the economy and opening it up and the projections being wrong, maybe on the number of deaths that sort of stuff, and then something hilarious. So first, Tucker Carlson.
4: Before we go ahead and alter our lives and our country forever, it is fair to ask about the numbers, their numbers, the ones we acted on the first time that turned out to be completely wrong. How'd they screw that up so thoroughly? That is a fair question. If they can answer that question, answer it slowly, rationally, in a way that makes sense and suggests a deeper humility going forward as they make more decisions, then that's adequate. That's enough. They're allowed to make more public policy decisions. But if they can't answer that question, if they dissemble or dodge or attack the people who ask it, then you know they are disqualified forever from influencing our lives. Let's see if they can do it. They should. So
3: that's pretty good, and I think there's going to be a lot of that in the coming days, weeks, and months. There's no doubt about that.
4: Well, I hate to be a media blamer, but you also have the phenomenon where if they give a range of 400,000 to a million, the media right. will say, up to a million, up to a million, a million, Dad, a million, Dad. Right. right, right, right. And
3: uh, so then we promised you also something funny. This is Tracy Morgan, who is on the Today Show.
6: Me and my wife been quarantining it for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Every week she got pregnant. <laughs> and we also, we're role-playing a lot now. She's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus. <laughs> and I'm the scientist who discovered the cure. And she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. Okay. Not I mean anything. Well, you are a creative one. I was just watching the show. This tiger and the bronze got me scared. So I'm going to get all my pets tested. Yeah. I'm getting my sharks tested. I'm getting my moray eel tested. I just bought a 600 pound silverback gorilla. I'm going to take him down to New York Presbyterian and get him tested.
5: He makes me belly laugh. It reminds oh me. My.
2: It reminds me. Uh, uh,
3: ah, yeah, well, you are
4: the creative one. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: reminds me of Tina Fey saying you just follow him around and write things down. Just He just lives his day. <laughs> That's how they wrote for 30 Rock. You just follow him around and write down what he says. <laughs> Final five.
4: Final five. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. She didn't do anything, and I mean anything. Here's your host, (laughs) Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons, he pulls the levers, he keeps us on the air. Michael, what's your final thought? Yeah, I'm going
3: to buy a muscle suit and a good toupee for Facebook and Zoom. I don't look good on camera.
4: Beautiful. Hey, positive Sean, our producer. Final thought for the folks. Yes, I,
5: I'm. A, I'm a stickler for the differences between best and favorite. Now they are not the best Saturday Night Live sketches of all time, but my favorite Saturday Night Live sketches of all time are Tracy Morgan doing Brian Fellows, the uh, the animal expert. Those are just. I I, I, I <laughs> fall laughing every single time he says does asks does that donkey fix cars. Yeah. <laughs>
4: That monkey is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, a final thought?
3: (laughs) Yeah, uh, just I couldn't be more disappointed that John Prine was taken by uh, coronavirus. His album Souvenirs, it's most of his best songs re-recorded with just him
4: and a guitar. If you want an entrance
3: into the world of John Prine, that's a really good one. My
4: final thought is my daughter. My 20-year-old has agreed to an interview on Friday's show. Uh, My friend Tim had the idea. Listeners should submit questions for her to answer, and she can pick which ones she wants to answer. Wow! Ask Joe's daughter anything. Ask Joe's daughter is your subject line. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's a good idea. Yeah, it is. We'll see how that goes.
3: Yeah. The level of uncomfortable that the NBC Today show people had with Tracy Morgan is really the highlight of that. And, and for good reason. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Well, he got $90 million from Walmart when they crashed into his limo, so he, uh, he doesn't care what anybody thinks of anything. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Man, I wish I could get Target to plow into my F-150. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get hurt as bad as him. He almost died. Right. But You know, right. like $10 million worth, you can hit me that hard if you want.
4: So, uh, so many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there, downloadable. If you missed a segment of the show or you want to listen to the extra long, we got some good Armstrong and Getty swag. You can email us, as I said, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
3: We will see you tomorrow with the latest God. Bless America.
2: You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've
4: sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes.
2: (laughs) That's
6: good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not
3: uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
6: be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words...
4: It's over for me. Adios mofo okay so we're we're, you're we're dismissed is that correct you want to rephrase
3: uh what you're doing let's get married heck i'll be on camera tongue
0: kissing you
4: i'll get your name tattooed on my groin Oh,
0: Designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io
6: slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.